Welcome to Keto Queries, ladies and gentlemen. Here is your host, David Rubberley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Keto Queries, where I talk about all kinds of keto-related stuff, or maybe just anything that pops into my crazy head, and hopefully some Q&As from you, my listeners. Uh, Q&A stands for questions and answers. Or I could just go on the internet and look at some of these crazy keto forums with people asking all kinds of questions. Uh, They just have no guidance whatsoever, apparently, from these uh, keto challenge programs. You know, they say there is no such thing as a stupid question. Well, I can tell you from experience that is not true. There are plenty of stupid questions, and I would like you to send yours to me so that I can answer them on the podcast. And when I say keto challenge, I mean, you know, how they have all these forums on the internet and they, they'll do like a keto challenge type of thing where um, you have a certain amount of days to lose a certain amount of pounds. And there's nothing wrong with that, but you're going to lose a lot of water weight no matter what diet you go on if you are restricting carbs because carbs hold a lot of water. So most diets are low carb. Um, not necessarily keto, but they're low carb. So you're restricting your calories at least. And then you dump all this water weight. So of course you're going to lose weight no matter what diet you go on. Um, And then that's why they don't work because you hit a plateau. You go back to your old way of eating. Um, Story of my life. (laughs) Every single diet I've ever been on was like that. Um, Anyway... The keto diet is no different. They have these forums and these quick start challenges and stuff like that. And people sign up for these because they're free, I guess. And uh, they just go for it with no knowledge or instruction or they don't pay attention to it. And it's just kind of funny to watch these, uh, these people talk and argue in these forums on the Internet. And you don't have to do that. I won't make you waste your time by scouring the Internet for... Um, subpar keto uh, forums, but I will do it for you and we can talk about it. Oh, and there's one in particular that I wanted to talk about because I just saw this today. Um, This was not even in a keto forum. This was um, a keto, I guess, influencer. Somebody with a lot more followers than me. I'm not going to name any names, but they were talking about hair loss on the keto diet and how it's uh, normal for hair loss to happen on the keto diet or any low-carb diet. And that is not true whatsoever. Um, if, you, if you are experiencing hair loss because of a change of diet, that's a nutrition issue. You're not getting enough nutrients, um, especially proteins and The most common reason would be because you're trying to restrict calories. Um, You don't have to restrict calories on the keto diet, especially at first. Um, If anything, all of these healthy fats are going going to improve hair loss, um, especially if you're getting enough protein, which is also important. You need a certain amount of protein 
every day. So if you're not consuming enough calories or grams of protein, then yeah, that could result in some hair loss. Another thing would be that you're not digesting the protein and it's not getting to where it needs to go in your body. And that is why I recommend the apple cider vinegar and the ox bile, uh, the bile salts, which um, bile salts will help your gallbladder digest all these fats and the apple cider vinegar, the acetic acid in that helps your stomach pH to where you can actually digest your food. So if you have any trouble with heartburn, GERD, uh, bloating, belching, any of that, any kind of digestive issues, those two supplements, they're not expensive. Um, you, I even have links on my website if you, if you want to know the ones that I take. But uh, those two supplements will solve your digestive issues because the whole purpose of eating is to absorb nutrients. So first you put it in your mouth and then it goes to your stomach and then it goes to the rest of your body. I don't know if you've ever heard that before, but that's how eating works. And once it gets to your stomach, if, if it doesn't uh, get absorbed, if you can't digest it, it doesn't do its job, even if you're eating the right foods. So you might be eating enough protein, but if you can't digest it, it's not going to where you want it to go. And also another thing that can pre prevent hair loss or improve your hair, skin and nails is collagen. Um, a lot of people are taking collagen on the keto diet and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I think that you could get it from food. Certainly if you're eating enough fats and proteins, uh, bone broth is a food that has a lot of collagen. So I don't think collagen is necessary. I don't think you're going to lose any hair. In fact, I think um, it's uh, the keto diet is even better for hair loss, but you need to have enough nutrients. You know what's bad for hair loss? It's uh, insulin resistance, being overweight, sugar, you know, lots of carbs. All that stuff is bad for, uh, for, for your hair. Moving on here, I had a question about intermittent fasting. Um, should you skip breakfast? Well, that just depends if you are hungry or not. Um, here's the thing about your appetite. You hear a lot of health gurus saying uh, you should trust your appetite and only eat when you're hungry. And that's true uh, in most cases, but sometimes you can't trust your appetite, especially when you are addicted to carbs and sugar, um, you're going to have all kinds of cravings when you start doing a, doing a keto diet, especially uh, when you that's what that's when you get the keto flu and all that stuff that we talk about, um, where you are running out of your glycogen reserve and switching over to burning fats for fuel. It's best to just cut out all the sugar and carbs. Uh, the lower carbs you go, the easier time you're going to have and the less cravings you're going to have. You're kind of torturing yourself if you just kind of wean yourself off of carbs because you're never going to get into ketosis that way. And if you do, you're just going to keep craving and craving carbs. Um, it's best to go all in 
and get into ketosis and the cravings will go down. Anyway, that was a short ramble about cravings, but when you start the keto diet, um, the cravings are going to happen and you're not going to really be able to trust your appetite at first until you get used to the intermittent fasting. Um, some people, after they've been on keto for a long time, will trust their appetite and won't necessarily do a fasting window. They'll just like feast whenever they're hungry, usually once, maybe twice a day. But you also have the benefits of autophagy. If you go 16, 18, 20 hours of fasting, um, that's when you regenerate and recycle damaged uh, cell material. And it's an anti-aging process and you can heal your body that way with autophagy. Um, but let's say you've been doing intermittent fasting for, you know, a year or two and you're in really good shape, no extra body fat, and you just kind of feast on whatever healthy foods are on your diet whenever you're hungry. Well, that's fine, but you're not at that point yet if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> um, I'm not either. So that's why I do the fasting windows because I know that that is a tried and true way of eating and you benefit from the autophagy, re recycling cellular materials that are uh, damaged or broken, all kinds of mold, fungi, bacteria in your cells. It gets... Uh, eliminated through the liver. That's another reason to take care of your liver. We talk about that a lot in the program. Um, you can't do this without your liver, folks. <laughs> the liver is a really amazing organ. Um, it can be up to 90% damaged and still regenerate itself and completely heal. Uh, so even if you have a fatty liver right now, um, Things that can help that out would be the apple cider vinegar and also choline. Did you know eggs have a lot of choline in them? Um, if you eat three or four eggs a day, that is your daily requirement of choline. And if you want to take it a step further or have a supplement, they do make choline pills. I went through a bottle of that myself um, because my liver enzymes were high when I first started the keto diet. Um, that's right when I started the keto diet. I did not know what I was doing. I was not eating vegetables. Um, I would even have fried chicken sometimes. <laughs> I was doing everything wrong. and um, But I was keeping the carbs low, so I lost some weight. So I thought it was healthy. My doctor thought it was healthy too. But then he was like, oh man, your liver enzymes are really high. Uh, I'm going to have you tested for hepatitis A. I don't have hepatitis, by the way, but um, it was uh, a learning point, and I'm like, oh man, I need to figure out this keto stuff, because I feel bad when I'm not on keto, but uh, I don't want to ruin my liver either, so that's that kind of started my uh, keto journey, and that's when I got the coaching certificate through Dr. Berg's program, and I did a lot of research and found out what works for me and started my own keto program because I think there's a few things that I do differently that I don't find elsewhere. And it's really just about having a simple, clear-cut path to doing this the right way 
and seeing the results that you want. Here's the question from a keto forum. Um, I heard keto won't work because I don't have a gallbladder. Any suggestions? Um, there are plenty of people having great success with no gallbladder. Um, I would suggest the ox bile even more so if you do not have a gallbladder because you need bile to digest fats. And there's lots of fats involved with a keto diet. Um, even if you have a gallbladder, it probably doesn't work very well if you are insulin resistant and obese, have any type of poor digest digestive issues, um, I would definitely take the ox bile, or it might be called purified bile salts. Um, it's the same thing. Um, yeah, I would definitely take that and see if it helps you if you do not have a gallbladder. The intermittent fasting also helps with that because you kind of give your gallbladder and digestive system a break every day by not eating. And you have time to break down the fat that you that you eat. And especially if you only do one meal a day, I, mean, I don't suggest that at first. That's why it's kind of hard to switch over into keto because it's hard to it's hard to go straight into the fasting or down to one or two meals a day. Let's say if you work your way down to like a four hour eating window. Um, I don't know. I would try to do one meal in the morning, one meal in the evening. That way you have plenty of time to digest that fat uh, between meals. You want to make sure you're eating enough fat to last you until the next meal, but you also want to give your gallbladder or lack of gallbladder a break uh, so that you have enough bile to digest the foods that you're eating. Here's another question about, is there a limit to how much butter you can have? Sounds like this person likes to party. Um, yeah, I guess there's a limit, but um, I wouldn't really worry about how much fat you're consuming when you first start the diet. Eventually, you will hit a, hit a plateau and stop losing as much weight, which is natural. And then you can start restricting uh, the amount of calories or fat that you consume if you want to. Um, I've never gained a pound on the keto diet. I don't think you can probably eat as much fat and oil as you want and not really gain any weight unless you're just consuming so many calories that you start putting weight back on. But that has never happened to me, even if I just don't fast or, you know, for me, a cheat day is when I don't fast. I'll make like some keto desserts and eat, eat a couple steaks and just go nuts. I'll have a feast all day long, especially if it's like the Super Bowl or something like that. But I have never gained a pound on the keto diet. It's always either exactly the same at my weight, that is, or lower. And not that the scale is that important. It's more of like your inches and how you feel and all of the other health issues that are going away with, with this diet. Um, just that alone is worth it. It's not really the weight loss, but it's like everything is better on the keto diet for me. Like all of the health issues, minor or major, uh, that I had before, they're all gone. And that is really nice. Really nice. But I'm rambling once again. Okay, uh, yeah, fats like butter and oil, um, especially the keto coffees, 
they're all great at first, and then you can use them more sparingly once you hit a plateau. Um, when you first start the keto diet, you're going to lose a bunch of weight no matter what. Uh, a lot of it's going to be water weight, and then you're going to lose even more weight. This is assuming you are obese and have weight to lose. Um, the keto diet is for anyone to benefit, uh, but I'm just talking strictly weight loss right now. There may come a time where you want to restrict the amount of fat that you eat uh, if you want to lose more weight and break through a plateau. Your body has these set points that it gets to. Um, there's like a certain weight that you will stick to. Uh, you, the human body does not want to lose weight. Uh, it's like a starvation mode of sorts. Uh, like it, we're, we're built to survive and throughout human history, <laughs> talking like I'm some kind of scientist now, but um, paraphrasing science here, throughout human history, uh, there have been times during our evolution where we maybe don't eat small meals every two to three hours like a lot of diets will tell you to do. Uh, in fact, you may go a day or two without having a meal. That's why intermittent fasting is so much more natural for a human to do than eating small meals six times a day. Um, so the human body will go through this preservation state where you don't really lose weight if you don't have that meal and you will conserve your uh, nutrition. Anyway, back to modern times here you have these set points. Like for me right now, I have a set point of 208 pounds. I, on the keto diet, I do not go above that. And it's hard for me to break through without changing my diet significantly. It's hard to go lower than that on the scale. Now, of course, I am working out, lifting weights, gaining a little bit of muscle too, but um, if I was completely lean muscle, it wouldn't be 208 pounds. It would be more like 190. Um, so 208 pounds is my set point, And I have to break through that plateau by probably restricting the calories or the, restricting the amount of fat that I eat. But that's hard to do because I have a cooking show called Cooking With Me. And how am I supposed to make delicious recipes for you to watch on YouTube when I'm restricting fat, you want me to just make it, make the food and not eat it? I don't think so. All I know is I'd rather have a set point of 208 pounds than, it, than how it was before I started keto. It was about 250 pounds. And then I busted through that, went down to about 225. That's when I started the kit method. And now it's at 208. So it's just another plateau to bust through, but I will. And eventually I'll get down to my ideal weight, which should be about 190, but we'll see. Depends how much muscle I pack on with these Tabata workouts. Let's see what else we have here. I'm, I'm looking in one of these keto challenge forums, by the way, where people ask questions in a group about the keto diet, but they're supposed to have some kind of guidance with this keto challenge. Like there might be a grocery list or a video or some kind of instructions. 
And either these people completely ignore those or <laughs> or it's just not a very good program. Um, anyway, some of these questions are hard to read because they all involve cheating on the diet. What can I get away with? Um, I ate carbs, trying to switch over into keto, but I'm eating this horrible thing, you know, like that type of thing. That's why I like to read them and make fun of them. Um, because they're supposed to know better. I'm not really making fun of somebody trying to better themselves. Well, maybe a little bit. But yeah, most of these questions involve cheating on the diet or trying to get away with something that you know you're not supposed to have. And if you don't have the slightest bit of self-discipline, this diet is not for you. It is the easiest diet to stick to in the world. I'm just saying that you will never succeed in your weight loss goals with any diet because if you can't <laughs> do the keto diet right, then something's wrong. And I'm just talking about from a discipline standpoint. Um, this is assuming you have the knowledge and a clear-cut uh, keto program like the one I made. The keto diet is the best diet because even if you're having a craving for some kind of food that you like, there's a keto version of that, most likely. Um, I'm making keto videos on YouTube on cooking with me, and you can do like pancakes, cookies, breads, pizzas, I mean, whatever you're craving, there is a version of the keto stuff, assuming you're at your own house and you can make it. If you're not at your own house, then yeah, sure, your options are limited once you leave your house, but you can order stuff like that too from the internet. There's, um, with the given popularity now of the keto diet, the supplement industry has really taken advantage of that. There's meal replacement shakes, there's uh, cauliflower pizza crusts, there's cookies, granola. I mean, there's a keto version of just about anything that you want. You can order it, you can make it. But the best thing to do is just to stick to whole foods um, for a number of different reasons, but just for the simplicity of it. I mean, I'm talking about meats, vegetables, nuts, seeds, cheese, um, berries. You can have blackberries, raspberries, a little bit of strawberries. Blueberries and strawberries are slightly higher in carbs, but still acceptable in small quantities. Uh, this brings me to my next point and also my next uh, keto query. Uh, somebody's on e <laughs> somebody is on here asking uh, what to eat at McDonald's and Taco Bell. First of all, why would you want to eat at McDonald's or Taco Bell? I mean, not only does the food suck, but they're going to put all kinds of MSG in there, which has a potential to spike your insulin. And it's just not a good quality food. I mean, if you just love the taste of McDonald's and Taco Bell, then sure. I think they have a couple of options. You could have like a, a cheeseburger without the bun. I think Taco Bell has this uh, bowl option that you can get without rice or beans. Um, maybe go that route. But I mean, that little bit of shredded iceberg lettuce and the thing they call ground beef or whatever they put in there. I mean, that is not really food, is it? Not sure why you would want to eat that. Anyway, I know what you're thinking out there. What if they don't have any money and all they can afford is to eat off of the dollar menu? Well, 
that's the thing. You don't need much money to eat on the ketogenic diet, especially when you are intermittent fasting. Why not buy a pack of ground beef at the store instead of a dollar burger? You can get a whole thing of, of ground beef for a few bucks. You can get a whole pack of chicken drumsticks for like four bucks. Why don't you cook that when you get home from work? That way you know there's no MSG on it. You know where the meat came from. You know it's actually meat. <laughs> uh, Taco Bell. And that's a much better and healthier and cheaper way to live and eat. And it also saves you a lot of time and money because not only do you know what you're eating, but you're going to know when you're eating uh, during your feeding window. Okay, moving on here. I feel like I went off on a little tangent there, but it's, it's just depressing when people don't even try to better themselves and eat a donut after a day or two of being on a diet, especially a diet when you can eat as much fat. Okay, I'm starting again. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Okay, moving on. Here we have a query about wanting to have a nighttime snack. What can you do about that? Well, the thing that works the best for me is not even something that you consume. It is something that you do, and that is going for a walk. Um, whenever I'm post-feeding window in the evening, I'm not going to eat any more for the day. I go on a walk, and it just gets me in this exercise mode. I don't know how to explain it, really, but it gets me in this mindset of I am losing weight, and I'm not hungry, I'm on an exercise program, and I don't know. Whenever I get back from the walk, I'm just not as hungry. The cr it's usually when you're like sitting on the couch watching TV, and you're used to having a snack at this time. It's just a habit. It's not that you're really hungry, um, is or that you need food. Uh, assuming you ate enough nutrients and fat in your last meal to get you to the next day, uh, you don't really need food. Uh, so it's just a habit. You just have to be strong. Aside from walking, um, you can have mineral water or maybe a Zevia, uh, which is a soda sweetened with stevia. Uh, that's an acceptable keto sweetener. But um, if you're like used to having beers in the evening... Mineral water, especially Topo Chico, is a great substitute. I mean, you're not going to get a head change like getting drunk <laughs> off a beer. But um, the texture of the carbonation in Topo Chico is very similar to what you would have in a beer or maybe a cocktail. So um, you could even put a lime in that or maybe some lemon juice. But that's a good substitute if you just want something to consume. Another option might be kombucha tea, which I'm told can have a relaxing effect or calming effect, kind of like a beer would. Um, I would just watch out for the macronutrients in that. Some of it has uh, more sugar than others, and you don't really want to have anything during your fasting window. So maybe you could have it towards the end of your eating window if you really want that. But I don't know. I never really had much of a problem with that. Um, once you get past the first week or two, um, start doing that intermittent fasting, you're going to get used to it pretty fast. With just a slight amount of willpower, um, you'll get used to not eating. 
And like I said, the best thing to do is go for a walk in the evening. Is That's the most relaxing and appetite suppressing thing that I personally have found. And speaking of keto snacks, I mean, there's not really such a thing because <laughs> you're not supposed to have any snacks. Uh, during the first week or so of switching to the keto diet, I say go ahead and have as many snacks as you want as long as they're keto approved because you just want to get into ketosis and keep the carbs as low as possible. So if that means eating um, a bunch of cheese or nuts or you know meat and vegetables more often than you normally would, um, just so you don't get weak and dizzy, then that's fine as long as you're on the path to ketosis. But after that, you're not supposed to eat very often because every time you eat, you spike insulin. And that's what we're trying to avoid because if you are overweight, chances are you, you are insulin resistant, which is a metabolic issue. And every time you eat, you spike insulin and that's not good. I would try to start off with eating three meals a day, if you can, with no snacks in between and try to work your way down to an eight hour feeding window where you eat all your food in eight hours and then try to narrow that down to about four hours if possible uh, during your first month or so of doing the keto diet. After about a month, you should be at the point where you can have a four hour feeding window. And that way you have 20 hours of fasting. So that should put you into some state of autophagy after 20 hours and you are reaping those benefits um, as well as the other benefits of intermittent fasting like, um, well, for one thing, you're giving your, uh, your body a break from digesting food all the time so you can heal in that way and fix your digestive system. You can also uh, spike growth hormone uh, during that fasting window, especially if you add a workout in there. And then you have the thing about, you know, maybe not eating so much. <laughs> so, uh, but the, the main, main thing is insulin. You don't want to spike your insulin. Uh, you want to become insulin sensitive. And here's a question about a meal replacement shakes. Like, why would you want to take a meal replacement shake? When you are, <laughs> when you're able to eat all kinds of good food on the keto diet, and you're only going to eat during a short period of the day, why on earth would you want one of your meals to be a shake? Um, you don't need it. There's nothing in that shake that is better than food. And I'm sure it doesn't taste that good, but uh, this is just another instance of the supplement industry taking over uh, the keto diet. Look, the keto diet is just Basically, eat whole foods. That's it. Eat stuff that was grown on planet Earth, like meats, vegetables, nuts, seeds, berries, maybe some cheese and dairy, if you can, not milk, though. And you're going to see me cooking all kind of stuff, even desserts on my cooking show, Cooking With Me, but it's all made out of whole foods. Like, even when I do, like, the pancake recipe or the cookie recipe and stuff like that. I'm using nut flour. It's just ground up pecans or ground up almonds. Um, it's all stuff that is real food. You're not gonna see me using any cancer causing artificial sweeteners or 
these meal replacement shakes or exogenous ketones or processed food or any other kind of um, processed keto supplement that you find on the market nowadays. You don't need any of that. The whole point of the diet to me is just to do a healthy ketogenic diet because you have to get healthy to lose the weight, not the other way around. Well, I'm going to get off my soapbox now because I've done over half an hour. I'm not sure how long to make these podcasts, um, but I guess half an hour is a good bare minimum. So I guess I'll stop at 30 minutes for now unless I find a reason to go longer uh, on the next one. But I'm going to post this one and then I'm going to record another podcast for next week because I am going on vacation. Uh, We're taking a road trip to Las Vegas and then um, through California. We're going to start up at Yosemite, go through San Francisco, all the way down to San Diego. We'll make a few stops, and it's going to be a great trip. I'll be posting plenty of pictures and stuff on Instagram and annoying you all with that. So, till next time, this has been Keto Queries. Thanks for listening. Podcast with-